Welcome to another installment of the Nimrod Generation Podcast with Space the Final Frontier, then the beer run at the corner store is the first stop there. I am Leo and that boy Vincent. How you doing, my good sir? Oh, doing pretty good. You know. I ain't gonna lie. You and me both look like we can be in some psychobilly bands. Yeah. We got the hair going. We got yeah. the hair due. All right. Now, would it be enough would it be good enough hair to go ghost busting? That's my question. I mean, Probably. I mean, we get scared. That's how high we can stick it up. Cheat. I mean, one one scary ass ghost. Like them old school pop cartoons. <laughs> stick up straight in the air. Yep, straight up. Like a bolt of lightning. Right. Yeah. Uh. Well, this is actually a funny coincidence and story. Uh, we have previously recorded this episode, and uh, we have we lost the episode somehow. Something so, happened. Yeah, we're here. To do, I guess a reboot <laughs> or uh, a, remake. a remake to our to that episode, a lost episode. Apparently, yeah, it's almost like if Roger Corman did the last one, right? Yeah, remember the Fantastic Four movie, <laughs> Roger Corman one? Yeah, you're like, no, let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, no, all right. So we are talking Ghostbusters 1984 and Ghostbusters 2 from 1989. Oh, man. I know we talked the the Ghostbusters originally, like what we thought of the cartoons and the little medias and stuff. And this feels like it's one of the original superhero like franchises, movies in its own kind of sense of, uh, of the way, you know, of course, uh. Superman had already been out in the 70s. Um, Batman didn't come out to 89 anyways. So this kind of can go down as one of the, like, because, I mean, Ghostbusters, what are they technically? Are they superheroes, not superheroes? I mean, they are in comics now. Well, yeah, now, but not, not back then. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they don't fight crime, but they fight uh, paranormal activities that are assaulting this earth or whatnot but i always get looked at weird whenever i think of they ever say that the ghostbusters is kind of like a superhero movie and it's like a slash this could be like the this is the origin of course but what are your takes on that i mean yeah it's kind of origin story for them and all that you know it's i mean it is the origin story yeah <laughs> from like uh as far as comics wise, I haven't read many of them that are out now, so I don't know what what's you know. You say they're going dimension to dimension and stuff. Uh, well, the turtles did. The turtles ended yeah, I up. Yeah, remember you talking about that. Yeah, like I, it's it's been a while. I read it when they first came out, and it was it was a mini the, for the the turtles and the ghost the real Ghostbusters uh crossover event thing or whatever. Um, I do read like an arc. Or two as a, I was able to check out, I think, Volume 2, but I didn't read Volume 1. So I was, was always curious to see where the comic books started off from. Like, did they do another, let's wait another two years after the 89 movie, you know? Or yeah. does it just, like, follow after the series? Because, I mean, like, that volume I read was just pretty seemed like they were already established, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I wondered where in the timeline of the Ghostbusters it really was. All right, man. This movie, 
uh, as we mentioned, origin-wise, what do you think? Like, was it a solid origin? Do you think there was a well-paced origin for the group? You you got to meet the guys, you know, you got to see what individual the individual characteristics of the of the group members which that's what i found to be one of the greatest things yeah i mean that was it was good solid origin story because yeah you got to see everything that they you got to see what they were like and you got to see the interaction between them and you got to you didn't get to see how they got together or anything like that but it wasn't really necessary because you, you don't need to go put too much into the the first story you know they're just trying to get the audience involved and get everybody together and you know tell the story of what they're going to do and so you just need to lay a little bit of groundwork which they did and then go from there which they did so it was it was good mm-hmm. yeah i always tell people that the beginning of this movie can be a legit like it, it feels like a horror movie because of the whole 80s aspect of it you know like you watch like poltergeist and you watch like back then they used to have like a lot of the movies where it was like ghost-based or whatnot and like a lot of them also went towards the comedy side but this one like begins like straight hard till you meet uh the, the trio at first because um if you never it's weird if you to say this if you've never watched this film yeah you know it's you know that it, it starts off as a trio and then you halfway the movie you pick up the fourth guy to do you know uh to help out due to uh some body enjoying some ghost things i that wouldn't know what the hell was going on with that scene to be honest well, you know what i'm talking about it's just you know their fantasies and stuff like that you get a little worked up and then you just have dreams and stuff that's all it was don't don't read too much into it oh man uh I remember they were just too busy. They needed a fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember in high school, um, how you say nocturnal emissions? Yeah. So my friends are like, dude, we should name our band that. I'm like, uh, what? (laughs) Bro, do you even know what that means? (laughs) No, thanks. (laughs) Oh, that was always going to be one of the the classic um, band stories of the high school days. Like, no, we're not naming our band that, but oh, he was hell bent on that one. It, we weren't named that, by the way. We ended up being called Wasted. W-A-Z-T-E-D. Nice. Yeah. Always better with a Z. Always better with a Z. Yes, sir. Anything uh, seem off-putting on the film? Like, the pacing? What do you think of, like, how they began? They they did the whole scene with the library, uh, the commercial, you know, Peter trying to sleep with every other woman he can find. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a little weird, but no, I think it was still pretty good pacing, and you know they they took their time to not all the time in the world, but they took a little bit of time to establish things and get you into the the universe and invested in the trio that became a quartet, and so you were you know in on it when the man with no genitalia shows up. One of the greatest. <laughs> greatest lines in movie history yeah that's one thing about this movie it had it had a bunch of good one-liners that being one of them this is the scene where pretty much uh dude break like comes in because the, the ghostbusters pretty much uh they caught the first ghost which was slimer 
the iconic slime, little slime ball, whatever. Yeah. So destroyed an entire, what was it, a ballroom? Yeah, a ballroom. And still charged like about what four thousand dollars. <laughs> Five. So it was like a thousand to catch it, <laughs> and then like the disposal. Yeah, and then the proton like, recharging and all that stuff. Yeah, it, I was like, God damn. I wonder, do you think it would have cost more to rebuild that ballroom than what the fuck it cost to catch that thing? Maybe. Do you think they had any insurance for the Ghostbusters after that? Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. They have to. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, coming to that one ballroom scene, uh, I, I always find it funny that, like, they come out of nowhere and have these proton packs on. And it's just, like, the weirdest... It could be the weirdest or coolest scene ever because it's like, okay, do we know? Do they know they actually work? It's like, oh, and Egon's explaining the whole thing, and they're like, oh, so we practically have a nuke strapped to our backs, you know? And then he's like, at the whole concept of the conversation comes out to be like, just don't cross the beams, like yeah, don't cross the streams, don't cross the streams. Which I don't know about you, man, but it's just that is just weird and awkward. To um, have a weapon that kind of shoots out like a lasso kind of thing, and you're trying to hook these ghosts up. When do you not think, or how well trained did you have to be? Because you could clearly see they were not. Yeah. Have to do this in order for the streams not to cross one bit. Like, would you have taken that chance? I mean, yeah, probably just to like start. You you gotta start somewhere, so you know, might as well go for it. Mm. You have to try to do something. You want to catch this ghost and you want to set your uh, company up, then you need to do it. True, true, true. Things. Did you find anything weird about the film? Uh, I mean, like the, you know, the effects. I mean, because I think a lot of the ghost effects did hold up for this film. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I honestly have to say that besides the 19, 1980s cartoon, this was also the best rendition of Slimer. Oh, yeah. I honestly had very, very big ifs, umps, and butts and butts about how he looked in the second film. Um, yeah, they just kind of stretched him out, almost tried to recreate the cartoon in the second film, and it just was weird. Yeah, he had a Muppet effect looking thing to him. Um, do we know actually which movie had a bigger budget? Okay, yeah, uh, the production. Budget for the first Ghostbusters film was 25 to 30 million, and it returned 295 million in the box office. The budget for the second one was 30 to 40 million, and it returned 215 million in the box office. So it made a little less than the first one and cost more. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I felt like the second one had more production value. Not just because of the more the five year difference in graphics, which at the time was really not that much. Yeah. Not compared to how we see movies. This is kind of weird to see movies of like the two thousands, you know, try to not try but have some kind of graphics like the ones we do now because uh I've seen. I'm telling you right now, Avatar does not hold up to its graphics. Uh, I've I've not I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the graphics. I've seen like scenes of it, and I'm like, eh, what the heck is this? You know. The, yeah, that, I never wanted to watch that movie. 
But besides the fact, yeah, Ghostbusters 1, it had a solid story, leads to, we do get to hear about Gozer and a lot of things. Sets up Evo Shandor and his cult and all the things that were crazy with the building that Dana and Lewis were, were living in. And uh, all that fun stuff. I still like the scene at the jail where they're going through the blueprints of the building and all the other convicts just line up around them. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody bothered to think, hey, uh, this is a, a prison jail. Yeah, why are we letting them take a blueprint, a set of blueprints into the jail cell? <laughs> Man, you think that was just like a 80s bad writing in that in that behalf, or just like a slip up that just passed? Uh, a little of both. Little of both. I mean, some 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 80s writing was a little tacky for for what it was. Uh, yeah, but you never know. Still, that line. <laughs> Dickless over here. Let go of the, uh, turned off. Our generator system let let out all these ghosts. Anyway, wait, what was the next part? He was... just asked, "Is that true?" And then he said, "Yes, Your Honor. This man has no dick." <laughs> great, 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 great scene. Great scene. Yeah, but what I what I think the movie also established is like the lot the pop culture references to like not just Slimer himself. He be, Became an icon after that. Yeah. Uh, the the marshmallow guy, he was a state post marshmallow man. Yeah, I, I can never remember the damn marshmallow's name. But it's like you see the marshmallow, you already know it's Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? It's one yeah. of those. It's a reference that you you when people see it, they know what it means. And oh, yeah. it's it's cool when you have references like that from films, and it's cool that like. How do I explain it? Um, like I know you you see something from Star Wars. Uh, you probably don't have to just see the lightsaber. You can see the Imperial logo or the the Rebellion yeah. logo. You know, it's it's like wow, you know. And someone asks yeah. you, "What the hell is that?" You can just literally end your friendship with that person. Yeah, I can see the Imperial symbol and the Rebel symbol every day if I look at my shoulders. Oh yeah, you 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 rep. That's what you do, man. You you be repping. Yep. And I don't mean he'd be working out either. Not since a couple of days ago. Yeah, no. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of iconic stuff in the film. The, the dogs, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, the the logo. The Ghostbusters logo, yeah. Ghostbusters logo, and then like you said, Slimer a lot of things that aren't as visual yeah you know the the sound of the proton packs as they're booting up okay one iconic sound period is the echo one you hear the echo one yeah like i remember i used to have that ringtone people hated it after a while it's it's one of the it's one of those things where like you you see those things you hear those things it it can bring back childhood memories. Oh it's yeah. And if you watch 
like later on in your life like those are still things that that can stay with you you know this movie has a lot of that now going to the second film which takes a five-year gap difference um apparently peter at the end of the first one got a happy ending with the girl but we find out that he's no longer with her in the second film she got married oh this is played by Sigourney Weaver by the way yeah Sigourney Weaver yeah and we we find out that the Ghostbusters are broke broke is a joke yeah what'd you think of that whole did you think it was too soon like do you think there should have been a part two then a part three to kind of jump into that whole them being broke scenario like you know how you have like yeah you you talked about it before with the spider-man stuff yeah but that's that's the thing that's the formula it's always you set up your story and you go wherever it takes you for the first one and then the second one always has to be a heartbreaker of a story you know something's gone bad something's gone wrong and the heroes of the story not just necessarily heroes mm-hmm. uh, they have to overcome whatever obstacles put in their way like for instance spider-man 2 he had overcome his fear and just self-doubt mm-hmm. to get his webbing back and you know all his powers fully back at their you know at their the highest level the or whatever yeah peak performance okay and then so this one of course they got everything shut down they managed to save the city and everything but now people are untrusting of them and the they're under you find out that they're under a court order to not use their stuff and not do anything so of course they're not going to have any money because you know it's not like they could just go do something for cash. Yeah, poor Ecto One was a was a casualty in that. Yeah, they do wind up. You find out in the film it, it opens. And they're doing their thing, and you see Ecto One pass by, and they're r- racing to the scene of a little kid's party. Yeah, I, what everybody want? Everybody wanted He Man. Yeah, everybody wanted He Man. <laughs> I don't understand what's so great about him. I'm, I mean, personally, just saying, I, I don't understand what's so great. I, I know, I know, in a couple of people who enjoy He Man, like the the animated series, a lot. I've just never preferably been. A, I've been more of a Thundercats guy myself. Oh, I mean, He Man was there before the Thundercats. Yeah, I guess. I just don't know. Like I remember, I used to stay up really late, and they they show that in Shira. But none of it really ever caught my attention to just stay up and watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I just watched it. I just let it play in the background while I played my DS. Mm-hmm. Was it a DS? Or was it the Game Boy Advance? <laughs> it was what it was. This was around the time they started all those digital channels with point three, point fours, and Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was past that by then. Yeah, no, I was... With He-Man, at least. Yeah, no, I was an adult by that point. Just there, there was that's what was on like at two o'clock in the morning. But besides the point, yeah. yeah no, but okay. So just just real quick, He-Man he came out in 1983, <laughs> and Thundercats came out in 1985. 
still like Thundercats better. Yeah, I do like Thundercats a little better, but I had two years on He-Man or two two years of He-Man on them. So I mean, I had a bunch of He-Man figures as well as the Lionel figure. I only ever had this. You know what? I'm gonna go to Bedrock and buy me a sword. Whatever. What? I'm gonna pull out my trusty Milner. No, I don't think they make a. I don't know if they make a sword big enough for you to look through the Eye of Thundera. What's that supposed to mean? Got a big head. That's fucked up, yo. That's fucked up. I have an average size head. I wear a large cap hat. But so, anyway, they're working the kids' party because they're down on their luck. And then they just, like, get out of there and have to go do whatever they got to do. Get some money rolling in. And they wind up talking to Dana because something happened with her baby. And so they go check everything out. Vinkman finds out. Tags along. Even though she didn't want him there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, understandably, if things went sour really, really quick. Well, I guess Vinkman had a, he was the, uh, what was it? He had, not, I was going to say maternal issues. He had. Uh, Paternal. Commitment no, issues. Yeah, commitment issues. To, uh, she wanted marriage, you know, whatever. You, I guess normal chick wants. I don't know. Oh, this day and age, a, I don't, can't tell anymore. It's a normal progression of a relationship. Mm. I actually was digging his TV show. <laughs> yeah, Megan's TV show. <laughs> yeah, he was. He had one guy saying it was gonna be the end of the world in New Year's, and the other chick, uh, the aliens, told her. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I think that was like better than when the, when they first showed him in the beginning of the first one. That was that was great. Like. Can't even tell what this guy is about right now. This movie seems to be taking a a very different approach with his main antagonist. Uh, Cult leader in a painting. Is that correct? Or is it just demon lord in a painting? Yeah, he was like a tyrannical ruler and made a deal with demons. What I remember. Yeah, and has a... As a follower, whatnot, that he needs a baby, and apparently, I always ask why is why is that that one baby important? I mean, it's New York City; you can go outside. There's a, a shit ton of babies. But, yeah, uh, like I say, he just kind of was very convenient because Dana worked at the at the museum where they were restoring the Vigo painting. Hmm. Now, what did you think Venkman meant when he asked Egon did he sleep with the with the toaster or the ooze? Because we find out that apparently there's like this gener this generate ooze that's going around under the city, uh, messing with people's feeding off of their emotions and also dishing out emotions for people to have. First of all, it's New York City. Uh, if anyone from New York would ever listen to us or is listening to us, y'all aren't so very happy people. Not all the time. Not all the time. I mean, it can be said anywhere, but... Oh, yeah, downtown Houston. 
that's a classical portrayal of a New Yorker just ready to yell or hey, what's the matter back. with you? I'm walking here. Yeah, that kind of thing. They do all gotta sound like Italians for some reason. That's the spicy the meat the ball. Oh, see, that's why Mario was from New York. It, it makes sense. It's, yeah, he's he's from Ch- Japanese descent, but he was his family's from then migrated to Italy, and then he ended up in New York City. It all makes sense, and he used a tunneling system to go through the world to get back to Japan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why they got all the pipes everywhere. Yep, it goes full circle, my good sir. Full circle. Mario could have been in the super in the, in the Ghostbusters film. I mean, if you want to get technical, anybody with history from New York could have been in there, but that's not how it went down. I mean, the Turtles. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could have been in there. They got that crossover later, you say. Yeah. I would have wondered now. Now that, this makes me wonder: what if the Ghostbusters would have met the Ninja Turtles? Like back in that time era, like would they just start zapping them with the proton packs right away, <laughs> or would they have been like Egon would be like, wait, that's not a ghost, guys. I don't think they would have started zapping them. They would, they would I mean, know by looking at them they weren't ghosts. <laughs> but I mean, still reality showing it's still. A, I mean, look at the damn dogs from the first one. <laughs> they were physical manifestations. Yeah. And then you have these fucking turtles in humanoid form walking up to you, which varying on how what concept you're seeing, because usually the turtles that are depicted for us now are like a lot bigger than the ones that we're used to seeing, which were like little short stubby ones. Yeah, the ones that started out in the animated series. Yeah. Yeah, they were even bigger in the comic books. Were they? In the original, no, dude, they weren't that big. They, they were like little tiny daredevils. They weren't tiny, but like I think they were like a little shorter than me. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Like they were like that small, and then like the movie made them like a little more average height, and the '80s made them more average height. And then you got like what was like the 1990s portrayal. I think that's like the last time they actually had like the red masks. Everybody. Yeah. Because they, re- they re-released them, like I think, like two or three years ago. So they released, re-released that entire run, and they actually finally gave, uh, let out the last three issues or two issues that they were missing. Okay. Yeah, they were bigger then. Yeah. That was, that Definitely was those last movies. Oh, it's not talk- we don't talk about Michael Bay <laughs> on this podcast. He already ruined Transformers. He done fucked up Transformers for us. What else he done fucked up? I mean, what is a Michael Bay film? Explosions. Jinx, you me coke. I said it first, biatch. No, bitch. No, you did not. Say you did not. No, I did. Get anyway, off. so where were you at? Uh, oh, we were just at this point... Debating why the hell there was after one baby. Well, I told you why, because it was convenience. It was right there. Her baby was right there. But anyway, they tried to grab the baby. Didn't they try to? Yeah, they tried to grab the baby through the bathtub, and Dana ran out and went to go live with Vinkman in his apartment for a little while. 
And then they stole the baby from the apartment. Yeah. Like I said, that that scene was pretty cool. But then, like, there's so, so many good scenes in this movie. And then there's some scenes there is just like, bro, you were slacking? Or who did you have editing that day? Yeah. You know what I mean? But and overall, it I always felt that the second one had such a strong beginning. And then just as you kind of get to back to the romance between Vakeman and an old girl and, you know, yeah, uh, all that is it, it just starts dying down. Um, best scene, of course, in the entire film. I believe you, you and me have spoke about this has to be the the iconic uh, courthouse scene. Well, some people might be like, is it really that iconic? But it gives goosebumps, I believe. Like, even if you just watch the film back to back, I feel like it can give you goosebumps regardless. Yeah, a little bit, because it is them getting back into the action and, you know, firing up the proton packs again and doing what they do. But they had to have the judge rescind the uh, order. Oh, yeah. Desist order. Speaking of the uh, recharging of the protons, do re Egon. Yeah. I had to tell my wife about that joke. That was, that was, that's always funny. It's just like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, you know how it's do re me? Like me? He said, he was saying like, me but he said egon because he is he is egon and she sits there and goes oh he is me yeah she's like that's a dad joke i'm like (laughs) yeah but for some reason it works it's it's the humor it's kind of the humor that the movie has it's some of it is pretty dorky some of it is still it it manages to just give you give you a nice little chuckle you know Um, oh yeah now those brothers that came out in that film. Whoa, those are some scary motherfuckers. I'll tell you that right now. That's some creepy yeah, ass were, shit. They were a little on the uh, scary side there. It was a little over the top. You asked me for for if you're trying to show this to kids, it might it might feel over the top. A little bit, but you got to come out a little darker for the second film. That's the the whole you know. Is that is that the established uh, sequel part of the sequels you you have to do? You have to have it darker. Yeah, it's got to be a little darker. Uh, oh, but uh, we, we can fuck it up on the, on the third one, right? Yeah. Joe Schumacher? Yeah, well, whatever. We're always going to go back to Super Mario and Joe Schumacher on this podcast, apparently. Apparently, I guess. But, you know, you, you got to admit that it was a little bit darker, the second one with the Penguin and Max Shrek and all that. Oh yeah, no, that movie there, uh, and also Batman got to kill like, way more. He killed people in that film. Yeah, which debunks the whole Batman doesn't kill thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, for any further conversation on that, go check out our uh, Red Hood episode, Batman Under Le Red Hood. Speaking of both films, do you find any strength more in the first or second one? <sighs> I kind of like. I think the first one was a little stronger. Had more of a. It felt like the second one was a little rushed, even though they had five years to do it. Mm-hmm. It felt like they 
didn't properly establish everything that they needed to but they just kind of wanted to throw something in there and like have everybody feel good about everything and that whole kind of thing because you know making everybody be happy is what broke through the the shell that was over the museum that allowed them to get in there and rescue the baby and dana yeah Yeah, for a darker movie, that was way more corny, if you ask me. Yeah. But, hey, they wanted to turn around at the end, I guess. Now, there was the rumor of the third film, which we have mentioned. Not actually, we have not mentioned. Ghostbusters Go to Hell, was it supposed to be called? Yeah, either Go to Hell or Hellbound, I think, was one of the first titles for it. Oh, shit. It sounds like uh, Hellraiser, Hellbound. Hellraiser 2 beat it to the punch then. Yeah. That's a, I think the second one, no, the third one was Hell on Earth. The second one was Hellbound. Hellbound. Hellbound was the name of the, the oh, okay. Ghostbusters 3 that didn't get made. They were going to be in a alternate version of Manhattan called Manhattan. Did something happen with the damn machine that it broke or something? <laughs> it's got them sent there some shit? Yeah, they wind up meeting the devil and all that. And, uh... The devil. Yeah, but it never really went anywhere. And when the film kind of decided, or when they eventually were able to get to working the film and get to a good place where they could start production on it, it was after Harold Ramis had died, so... Of course they didn't go through with it yeah well that was pretty much our perspectives on the original two ghostbuster films uh, i mean it's pretty hard to say something new about it i feel like everybody's already done it talked about it yeah, there's only so much you can do for it. It's it's there, it's out there, and it's been out there since '89. So if you haven't really watched it, it's not on us. Yeah, no. And another thing, it's it's one of those things where, as we previously mentioned, like with all the media that that came around it, you know, um, it's not it's not it's not to say like how how do I explain it? How do I say this is you cannot you cannot be living under a rock, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You so, can't you can't be under a rock and not have seen something that's related to this. Yeah. Now with that being said, um I wish we could have used the music. I know you definitely want that Bobby Brown on here. Well, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> leave now. Oh man! Now, oh, for real, but who, which one do you think had the better soundtrack? The first one, because it didn't have Bobby Brown music in it. I mean, I'll, 
I have to repeat myself because it's lost now, but that was the first. I know there were more before that, but that was the first celebrity cameo that I paid attention to. And it soured me on the whole idea because I didn't want. Okay, let me ask you. I had you no this. interest in Bobby Brown or New Edition or any of that other junk. And when they were like, oh, he's going to be in a film, like, I, I don't see why. He's just going to ruin it. Okay, let me ask you this. Because I'm be honest with you, I don't even know how Bobby Brown looks like. What the hell in the movie did he come out? He was the guy that asked them if they had a proton pack for his kid brother when they got to the mansion, the valet. Mm-hmm. That 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 was it. That's Bobby Brown, yeah. Oh, that was a useless cameo. Yeah, and his song was playing at the time too. Okay, yeah. Because my wife was all like, I like this song. I'm like, no. No. No, 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 no. Well, a strong beginning to the Ghostbusters franchise to what it ended up being. For for a long time, we thought that was going to be the end. Yep. And then we got a reboot. No, we didn't. We got a remake. But not really. Anyway, but then in 2021, <laughs> we got Ghostbusters Afterlife. Featuring Ant-Man. Featuring the Ant-Man. Fucking Ant-Man. Well, from us here at Nimrod Gen for this episode... We would like to be wishing y'all a good evening, good night, good morning, or whatever the hell you're doing. Hopefully you're not hungover. Yeah, don't I got, do that. I should have been, gosh damn it. Drink some water. I am drinking water. No, I'm just saying drink water, you won't be so hungover. Hey, I ain't going to lie, though. I did try that uh, Bud Light next. It's actually like... A Capri Sun. A watered down Capri Sun. No thanks. I no, I'm I'm surprised it was I'm not gonna say it was like the greatest drink of all time, but I will say this. When it was really cold, it was really refreshing. I was like cooking some fajitas. My wife, she's like, well, I just wanted to buy you something that didn't have a lot of carbs or calories. I was like, fuck. It's kind of hot outside. So went ahead, pounded that first one. I was like, whoa, that's uh, that's actually pretty refreshing. But it's like, you know how you drink a nice cold glass of cold water on a summer day? It's kind of like that. Yeah, Yeah, All right. Know. Where can people find you, Evie? With me. Everywhere at Elsa the first, E L C I D the first. You can find me at XXLeoXR2D2XX on Instagram and on Twitter. And for the entire podcast, where can they call us at, V? On the Instagram at Nimrod Generation podcast all one word 
Alright. Ooh, I all. And for the next episode. Sorry, buddy. Gonna just have to rip that band-aid off. We're gonna do it. Uh, wait, what do you mean? We're gonna do it. Talk them Ghostbusters. 2016. Oh, Sorry, buddy. Of... We're gonna do it. It's it, it, you'll be fine. I How prom- many sick days do I get with this? <laughs> oh, we're gonna be using PTOs. <laughs> <laughs> How many have we earned, by the way? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah, we we gotta talk to Joey about this because he at one point took God knows how many days off where we had to take over general uh, horror. Yeah. All right. All right. Till next time, guys.